Welcome to God Mode Unlock, where we break down the latest gaming news and give you godlike insight and analysis of everything happening across the gaming industry. I'm Mayor Ryan Reynolds. And I'm Matt Bronson. And no matter what platform you're listening to us on, welcome to episode 22. In this episode, we're going to talk about our reactions to the Sonic live-action movie, big changes to Master Chief coming in Halo Infinite, Epic's Scorched Earth tactics continue and storefront competition really heats up, massive Heroes of the Storm controversy, Matt figures out what Death Stranding really is, <laughs> and Alex Jones makes a special guest appearance on the podcast. Godwin Unlocked episode 22 is rolling. Welcome to God Mode Unlocked, episode 22, the Emmett Smith removing yards from his record in Arizona edition of God Mode Unlocked, episode 22. Those are the only players that I know are the old Cowboys yeah. from the 90s. Uh, so anyway, maybe next episode, are we going to be Jordan or LeBron? Next yeah. one's 23. That's a tough. Yeah, I probably, probably want to go with Jordan for that one because uh, no. his time with the Wizards. <laughs> yeah, Wizards. Alright, so right away, before we break in the news, we're going to do a taste test, a live taste test. Neither one of us have had ball, Balls Guarana before, so this is this is like the original gamer drink. This That's is called Balls. Balls. Uh, this is like the original gamer drink. They sponsored QuakeCon like way back in like yeah. the elder years of gaming, before <laughs> gaming was like anywhere near it is Were they today, forced so. to say the entire name, Balls Guarana? It is kind of funny how they, like where did they come up with this Guarana. Guarana is actually one of the ingredients, I think. Oh. So this has like it's has lots of caffeine in it. That's the game. There's like so many. It's a cars. high caffeine soda. Like all, all the new like Lamborghinis and stuff have names like this, like Guarana. No, like Guarana. Oh. You know, like just unpronounceable. There's not names that much that nobody sugar wants in here to compared to other sodas. Only 23 grams, but it's high caffeine. So we're gonna by the end of the episode, we'll probably be hopped up. We'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll be so we're gonna, we're gonna crack this open. Yeah, right we're now gonna do it, it live. We're gonna react okay, here we to go. it live. I'm gonna pound them like stone cold. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. I'm gonna be wired now. Tastes like Sprite or ginger ale. Tastes like <clears throat> disappointment. Flatter, really. flatter Sprite. Yeah. It's not bad. I thought it'd be more like. It's kind of citrusy. Hmm. See, I thought it'd be more citrusy. Well, they got a lot of different flavors. Kind of soft. Is, this is just their original. It's very soft. <clears throat> I think I just swallowed something out of mine. <laughs> There's a hair in it. For oh. Real. <laughs> well, you heard it here first, guys. All right. So this, you're, you're, and what would you give the ball of soda on it? Yeah, I don't one know. to ten. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> it's not are bad. they sponsoring us? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Probably, uh, I don't know, 5 out of 10. It's not bad, but I'm not going to go out of my way to drink it. Yeah, I probably wouldn't choose it over other. I don't drink a lot of soda. But yeah. I drink hardly any soda, actually. High caffeine, great. Yep, by it's, the end of the episode, yeah, we're going to be we're, ripping. We're not sleeping tonight. So let's start, then, with the most exciting topic, because we don't want to be talking about this on, on ca- caffeine. The Sonic live-action oh, movie goodness. teaser. What do you make of this? Thank goodness we're teeing off with this. <laughs> This is good stuff. This is a stuff of nightmares. Don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> That's a great did quote. Did you see that teaser? <laughs> I did see it. I haven't... Did, well, there's a facial image that's out there that nobody knows if it's real or not. Really? There's like a 10 second, you know, the teaser that we saw. Yeah. 
there's a facial image floating around. No one knows if it's real. You know, now now I'm thinking the only th- the only way this can go is that the movie will be like the greatest video game no. movie ever ever made. Well, he's what is with his shoes? That was Past, the first thing, present, or future. The first thing that I noticed is he's got giant red shoes. Did his he have shoes? Sh- his legs. Did he have shoes? In his the legs game? are like. You know, did he have shoes in the game? I guess he did. Yeah, right? he did. But his legs, his legs are what are freaky because they're big and they're hairy. <laughs> I just his legs were like little pipes. I in don't. The game. I mean. I had totally different, and we haven't. This is just a teaser, but you know, I had when I heard of Detective Pikachu being live action, I was like, "This is dumb idea," <laughs> but the trailer looked good. Yeah, this I saw this, and I'm like, "Not well, only is this a dumb idea, this looks bad." Well, see, that's what I'm saying though, is that because like just like Detective Pikachu, it's on paper you're like, "This is the dumbest idea you could possibly do." For Pokemon. It's up there. But then you see it, and it's like, wow, that was actually a really good idea. Yeah. And so now I'm thinking, you know, like, I'm looking at this Sonic teaser, and I'm like, this is the dumbest thing well, you anybody know, could in do. In retrospect, I think the Detective Pikachu thing, I think it was pretty clear with that one that they had a fully fleshed out concept. <clears throat> so they knew going in, like, it wasn't like, we're just going to make a live action Pokemon movie. It was like, we've got this idea, and it's a good idea. Yeah. This Sonic, I'm just terrified see, now- <laughs> that it's just going to be... Let's just make a live-action Sonic movie. That's, that's what I was thinking, though, is is either... either it's, it's really one of two situations. It's either A, somebody had a brilliant idea, you know, like for something truly new with the character. No. There's nothing new with Sonic. Or B, nothing. Or B like, whoever did this had no idea what the hell they were doing, and it's going to absolutely crash. Isn't Jim Carrey in it? I... Is he? I'm pretty sure he is. Is he Sonic? He may be. No, yeah. no, no. He's, Robot- he He's Robotnik. Yeah. Or whatever they're... Yeah, they're probably not calling yeah. him Eggman. Oh, they might... Yeah. Who knows what they're Eggman. If they do Eggman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, like you, I'm with you. I think this is the stuff of nightmares. Yeah. Not only the way it looks, but the fact that it's being made at yeah, all. Yeah, so it's either... I mean, there's going to be really no middle ground here. It's either going to be... Oh, yeah. It, uh, legendarily good well, and the thing or I legendarily bad. Out, it, do kids even know who Sonic is anymore? Oh, no, like, maybe that's why they Because Pikachu, clearly, there's a... Every kid yeah. knows what Pikachu still. is. Still. Still, to this day. With Sonic, I don't think there's that much of a... I mean, yeah. maybe I'm wrong, but it's, I don't think he's a, really a character that's going to draw in. I was, watching, uh, I was watching a YouTube channel the other day. And, uh, you know, this guy's older, so it doesn't really pertain to what you were just saying, but his favorite game to demonstrate, like, new tablets and stuff Yeah, Sonic Forces. <laughs> Love Sonic Forces. Sonic Shuffle. Can't, can't get enough of Sonic Forces. I don't even know if I ever got Sonic Shuffle to run for my Dreamcast. I own that. I'm never going to I don't know forget. if I ever played it. I was on a back in the GameCube heaven days. Yeah. Uh, Sega invited me and a ton of journalists, all journalists, to this conference call. I don't even know what the, what the subject was. But at the very end, they opened the floor for questions. And I was on there at whatever, 15, 16, 17 years old. And I asked if there was any... If there was any internal... Wasn't that always kind of weird? Internal pushing for... Uh, well, they didn't know I was that. Well, I know. But, I mean, like, when we showed up to Digital Life, like, and nobody seemed to really care. No. We were, like, 20 years younger They probably younger figured than, we were somebody's kids. Like, we were, like, eh. 20 years younger than the next oldest person. You I know, chimed like, in on this, this conference call, and I said, when, when are we going to see Sonic Shuffle 2? And, like, everybody just burst out laughing <laughs> on the whole call. I probably don't think I got invited to any more conference calls. <laughs> well, we know he's a kid now. Sonic Shuffle, no, the funny thing is that now probably would be the time for like a yeah. mobile Sonic Shuffle too. Yeah, make it happen, Sega. All right, we. Sh- I don't know if we should have put this under that's so Sega or who <clears throat> asked for this. Yeah, maybe we can just slide it down. Merge it into do both. It again. 
Alright, so here's some news that it's not getting a lot of attention, but it, to me it was a shock. So 343 did a behind-the-scenes video for that Halo Infinite trailer. <coughs> they just released it, like the making of the trailer. Yeah. And they didn't really reveal much information, except they said that Master Chief will have a new look in Halo Infinite, which we all kind of assumed. Yeah. But, but that- 343 promised that it's going to be his best look yet. But here was the, the thing that was more surprising to me, and nobody's talking about this. They said they're changing his voice. Yeah, that was the, uh, you know, when I read this, I was like, well, you know, new look. Oh, yeah, who yeah, cares? He has new armor every yeah, game. Yeah, he has a new look every game. But when they said new voice, I was yeah. like, wait a second. That's you know, surprising. Like, why would you change his voice? That's, and he's mean, always his voice of, is pretty iconic. Yeah. It's almost a, like metal. It's, he's always been the, he doesn't have a lot of lines. I mean. No. He's gotten, he's gotten more as the series has gone on, but still very, very. It's cool. almost like Snake, though, you know, and. When yeah. they changed his voice, and I was like, why did you do that? Well, <laughs> no, see, I, mean, I don't know. Metal Gear Solid Five. I have to say, I thought that uh, Kiefer Sutherland did a good job. And yeah. I wish they used him more. Like, they, he was way too silent in that was game. There a, um, was there, like, a contract dispute with, uh, uh, what's his name? David Hader. Hader? Uh, I don't know what the, I don't know if they ever really explained what happened. It was happened, just so but. bizarre. Like, it just seems so unnecessary. Unless they, you know... Unless they had, uh, what's his name, Sutherland there, all lined up. You it, know? Well, I think part of it was probably the fact that, uh, spoilers, if you haven't played Metal Gear Solid Five and you plan to play it, you're literally not playing as a snake. Yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't Big Boss, it wasn't Solid Snake, it was this random medic that got his face changed oh. through surgery, so that might have been part of it. Like, yeah. this isn't Snake. And oh. he, he got, he ends up becoming a snake through... The storyline's so convoluted, it's, it's a but it's not game. Big Boss. So I kind of think that maybe they looked at that and said, well, this isn't the same character. So, so he shouldn't have the same voice. But there that was, makes sense. There was people speculating that you know Big Boss would actually appear at some point and that that would be David Hayter. Yeah, that nice. they didn't do that. I mean, I, I suspect it was more a situation of, you know, they got this big-name Hollywood actor who was That's willing probably, to do the voice yeah, in their game. Yeah. So, and yeah. I thought he did a good job. I thought, I just wish... He was too quiet in Metal Gear Solid Five, and that's what bothered me. I shouldn't have said to be quiet, even because now there's that character named Quiet, and everybody's making yeah. fun of that. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't, I, I don't want to jump to any conclusions because who knows? Maybe this new voice actor will be really good. I just yeah. think it's bold, like yeah. like you said, it's an iconic voice. Well, it's definitely you know. I mean, it, it, <clears throat> to me, it signifies that you know, like they are saying this is. A new era, a new generation, you know. Yeah, that's going maybe be they, all new. Maybe they want, maybe he's going to be talking more. Yeah. So maybe they, you know, decided yeah. that that voice actor, even though as good as he was in the old role, isn't well suited for well, the I new mean, if, writing style. If the game style. is going to be truly infinite or whatever. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like you maybe, I, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm, I'm. it's got me curious now because... I mean, we're both big Halo fans, so yep. something like this is like, wow, they're really and I'm really excited. Square for this one, reboot. I'm really. Excited That's what I mean. This, 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 as nervous as it makes me, it also makes me that much more anxious because and excited because it's like they really must be changing a lot. Yeah, and we expected that, but we're, I'm my really beginning to believe that this is the. I mean, the series, the really God of War, reboot. you know that yeah. type of re envisioning of the series, but it's a shooter, so. How do you re-envision a shooter versus an action game? It'll yeah. be it'll be interesting. So Epic totally continued. Last episode we talked a lot about how how ham they went at the the game awards, buying up games and coming out with a store that's eighty eight percent to the developers instead of seventy, like Steam is. 
Uh, so Epic continued, totally continued this like scorched earth tactics this this past week. So uh, they did a bunch of things. The first one was, you know, you remember Infinity Blade, right? Yeah. Widely considered like some of the best mobile games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ever. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, it was like the first big yeah, mobile game. Yeah, right. So this past week they put the Infinity Blade in Fortnite. They put the actual like the Infinity Blade sword in Fortnite. Yeah. And because this was going to be causing so many people to, like, Google Infinity Blade, you know, to look up where is this thing from. Because I guarantee 99% of the people who play Fortnite, no idea. So just to take money from Apple, they removed Infinity Blade from from the iOS store. Totally gone. You can't buy it ever again. It's gone. That's bizarre. So not only it takes money from Apple, but it takes money from themselves and the developer. Yeah. The developer of this game isn't... And it damages the franchise. Yeah, well, clearly they don't care. That's yeah. the thing. It's like... I mean... The, it's, to, it's, me, to me, when you develop a game like this, yeah. and then it gets removed like that, that's got to be insulting. Like, yeah. all your work's gone. Well, yeah, and that's what I was going to say. Is like, you know, I mean, congrats. You, you, you've you uh, highlighted the Epic Store or whatever. You know, it's the only place to get it. The Epic right. Store. And, you know, which would be on Android now. But at the same time, I mean, anybody that wanted it or, you know, I mean, you created all this interest in it, yes, but now, like, a lot of people can't access it. Right. So now you just pissed them off. And it's like, well, you know, I mean, how is this supposed to make them want to go to your store? Because they can't access it on iOS. And some people, that's all they have are iOS devices. Well, well, and most people who, and there's, I don't know how big, like, how many gamers there are that, like, only play games on iOS or only play games on Android. I don't know. Probably quite a few because mobile gaming is huge. Yeah. But a lot of people were like, this was the best iOS game. Like, if you're an iOS gamer, this was the best game to have. There's three of them. Yeah. And they're all gone. Like, yeah. you just, you lost your best game. Could you imagine if, like, I don't know, the Switch got some huge exclusive and then midway yeah. through its life, they're like, oh, we're pulling it. Gone. Like, Breath of the Wild. Imagine yeah. if halfway through they're like, well... We're, we're yanking Breath yep. of the Wild. Yep. It's just bizarre. Yeah, or death, or like let's say Destiny. You know, like yeah, just pull it off of Xbox or pull it off yeah. of PlayStation. I mean, oh, exclusive to the Xbox. It Activision just shows store. like how far Epic is willing to go right now. They've got so much money, they don't care. Like go like do. <clears> I really think they that want. was a big mistake though, because you know it's already out there. Just let it be. You know, move on. That's the thing. They would make money off of it, too. You know what would be a good example? You know what would be a good example? Who cares? Microsoft and Minecraft. Yeah. My, 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 Microsoft could have done this with it. Minecraft, but yeah. they left it. They left it alone. And yeah. I think that's the way to do it. Well, it's just a very shrewd tactic. I mean, it's, there's no other way to put it. Something they did do this week, I feel like they're playing this game where they're trying to, like, well, we're going to do this, but we're also going to try to do this to, like, try to look better. Yeah. So they're offering cross-platform tools to developers for free now. So all the cross-platform tools that they use to make Fortnite cross-platform between Xbox and PC and Android and iOS and Switch, all that stuff, they're offering all these tools to developers for free starting in 2019. So if a lot of them already use Unreal Engine, so now they'll have cross-platform tools, which I think is only a good thing. Yeah. Well, obviously they they just hope that you know, like anybody that's making a console game. We'll make it on PC. Yeah. We'll make it with their PC they're stuff. Basically because then trying, why wouldn't you put it in their stuff? They're basically trying to take leverage away from any one company. They're yeah. trying to make it like just a, like a ham-fisted like brawl. Like, you know, we don't we don't want anybody to just have a game on one platform and 
it, it's gonna get unless even, it's us. It gets even more bizarre though because when you read this next part. Well, so yeah, Epic, Epic's offering eighty-eight percent to developers and taking twelve for themselves. Discord opened a store, a game store. I don't know what month, two, three months yeah. ago. Since this podcast has been going, yeah. So within the last six months. And Discord, since Epic came out and said, we're giving 88, Discord came out and said, well, guess what? We're giving 90. So now you've started this, there's That's literally this war. There's this war happening, like between all these, yeah. I don't want to call them publishers, storefronts. but storefronts. Yep. Um, and actually, I want to jump ahead while we're talking about it. Well, wait, before we jump ahead. Well, well it's related. Where were you going to jump ahead to? Steam. Steam's changing something. Oh, well, before too. we do that, let's, let's point out the really bizarre thing about Discord going after Epic. They're both owned by Tencent. They Discord both, is? They both have yeah, Tencent has Tencent has ownership in both companies. Majority? No. I was gonna say. I, I don't know. Do they have majority in Epic? Yes. Okay. Yes. I think they're a minority in, in Discord. Yeah, Tencent's but either way, it's really bizarre. Yeah. Because it's Tencent versus Tencent, essentially. Well, at least we know Discord still got ind- independent management then because yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. So there's this all-out war happening between all these storefronts. So this week, the Steam beta update rolled out. And uh, code came out in this beta. It was data mined to reveal cross-play between Steam and Xbox Live. So this is something two years ago. If you had said, no chance, no chance. But now, because there's all this competition happening... Valve seems to be picking everything up now, too, and they're trying to, you know, all of a sudden become the more competitive player. You know, I think that's good, though, because... I think it is, too. Um, you know, Valve has definitely just been sitting around oh, yeah. collecting the cash. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's ticked me off for a long time. And the, and based, you can tell, lately, lately there seems to be a pulse. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. Once, once again, amongst Valve. Well, so. I, I was going to say that, that because when uh, they released, you know, the Counter-Strike Battle Royale is only like a week or two old. Yeah, they've already released several major updates for it. No, because I was worried that they were just going to ship I it. I to play that. I haven't even tried it. I was worried they were just going to ship it and just not, you know, Valve. You know, who knows what they're going to do with it? Uh-huh. But they've been updating it. They've been tweaking it, which makes me happy because they're like you said. All of a sudden, there's a pulse there. Yeah. And whether it's because of all this competition or just because they're finally getting out of that messing around with hardware and all yeah. that nonsense. Yeah. So I think it's a combination of both. I do too. But there's really this all-out war brewing between all these storefronts and it's interesting it's, you know do you think it's healthy that you know like vr is sort of flopped because like now they have nothing else to really focus on well you know, the, like, ru- the vr ru- is sort of dead in the water the rumor is that they're making that half-life 2 prequel for vr steam machines or so who know, knows dead and gone who well knows? yeah but i mean like that's you know that's like sony's support of psvr like yeah it's still sort of happening but who knows? It's not a big initiative anymore. Yeah, I mean, I hope they're not wasting. I feel like all... Because Crytek was one of the companies that uh, went all in on VR. Um, and, you know, I feel like they paid the price. A lot of these companies that were going all in on VR and making, like, games exclusive for VR, yeah. they're probably in dire financial did you, did you see? Did you see the Borderlands 2 VR? I saw IGN gave it a 3 out of three. 10. But then Ooh. they had to yank the... Re- they had to pull the review, though, because it contained... Non-factual information. Oh. So they they Ooh. they uh, man, pulled IGN it. is really they crashing it. and burning lately in the reviews. They're so big, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's, they'll be fine. So so here we go. Here's some. Uh, 
don't even know what you want to call this. <clears throat> Pennsylvania legislators have proposed a 10% tax on violent video games. This is for, this is real. This bill's been introduced in Pennsylvania. Um, it's got like I think like five sponsors or five authors, whatever. Yeah. And of course, here here's the here's <clears throat> here's the typical politician move for you. Not only do they propose this, which terrible idea. It's it's like discriminatory. It's like trying to censor rap music in the nineties. Just dumb idea. Uh-huh. But they're taking the money from this 10% tax and they're trying to put it in something that nobody can argue against. It's like, it's like, um, yeah, it's, it's like school safety training or something like that. It was so like, you can't like, you can't come out and say, oh, well, yeah, I don't want to take the money from the school safety, you know, you like, know, when I first read this, I was like, well, of course they're doing this because like, you know, it's just so easy to anyone that's not a video game player. It's so easy to say, oh, you know, violent video games are destroying society. Yeah. You know, let's put a tax on it. You yeah. know, like that's, you know, it, I see it as just them trying to raise a little more revenue, you know, and so, and then. I'm not sure like, it'll pass. L- like you just said, you know, and then they're going to, on top of that, put the money towards something that's even harder to. to well, well, that's what know, they do because then you can't turn propose. it down. Yeah. Right, right. You yeah. can't. Because so, you know what happens? Anybody who votes against it. They get a mailer against them the next election that says such and such opposed the yeah. bill to, to support <laughs> yeah. children's safety. So, you know, like yeah. so I mean it definitely, you know, has all that sort of fake fox. Uh, I, I just I just hope I mean to me this has gotta be like unconstitutional. We're here to protect it's be you kinda unconstitutional. Feel. Like Yeah, I think so. Could you could you put a ten percent tax on rated R movies? Yeah. To me, you can't. It's like no, censorship. And I don't think you can. But they're trying it, so I don't know. I don't think it'll get. Yeah, through, it'll be very interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I, I mean, it could go to court that. even if it if it does pass. I yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if it does because it could pass. Even the governor could veto. Because it. if it does pass, I suspect you will see the movie industry, video game industry, like we'll everybody, yeah, yeah, like come together and yeah. like go full force against right. it. Are you going to put a 10% tax on Because then, yeah, I mean, anything violent. explicit lyrics? You know, I like, mean, you'll probably see like Netflix, like anybody right, with violent right. stuff, they're going to come out and force But every, everything's, what violent. is violent? The yeah. Avengers is yeah, violent. Like we were like, watching Star Wars last yeah. night and like my dad turned and was like, you know, because my niece and nephew were there. And, yeah. And uh, he's like, is this appropriate for them? And I was yeah. like, well, you know, it's a Star Wars movie. They're all like, yeah. they're all rated PG for some reason. Yeah. Even though, you know, a guy gets cut in half and one way. <laughs> who shot? So, who so, shot? Who, who shot, shot first? first? Yeah. Well, you know, we were watching uh, Solo, which was actually PG-13, I saw afterward. Um, but anyway. I think the, what was that one before <laughs> but, that? What I thought was, was funny is they actually made a reason for why Solo or Han should should shoot oh first. yeah they changed it yeah they, they made a reason for why yeah. you should shoot for first in that movie and i thought that was kind of funny oh man but yeah i i just i hope this doesn't become a trend like because like you said it's one of those things that people are just going to look at it's so easy yeah yeah when you don't have all the facts it's just so easy to say yeah. well so this one really intrigued me and i thought they were going to announce it this week but they didn't so daybreak these guys i didn't even know that this was the same studio Daybreak is hyping a new game announcement. So Daybreak is a developer of H1Z1, which I knew. I did not know that they were the same developers of EverQuest and PlanetSide. I had no idea that was the same company. So they yeah, make they make I didn't know that either. they make uh, the oldest school MMO there is basically. Uh, they made a bunch of EverQuest. EverQuest games. wasn't that Sony? 
online entertainment or whatever. Well, That's Daybreak weird. is part of Sony. Uh, um, so they're hyping a new game announcement. Or I think they are. They're really close with Sony either way. Yeah. So they also laid off a bunch of people recently. It's so like 70 people, which is a lot. And that usually means, you know, if you don't get a game out within the next year and it's not successful, your studio may be in... Did they, ever, did they ever release a EverQuest game recently? I remember seeing this like documentary. I think they did EverQuest two, like yeah, I can't remember a couple which EverQuest ago. it was, but I remember there's a, there's a bunch of EverQuest side. They're like, games oh, it's too. gonna have next gen this and that. I can't remember if it was for PS3 or you know, PS4. Planet Side was always one of those games I wanted to try and never did. Yeah, it's an MMO FPS. Yeah, I remember it. It's pretty hyped when it came out. Yeah, and I don't think it ever really lived up to. No, H1Z1. It was one of the first battle royales around, and then now, the population's so low, yeah. it's unbelievable. Like I played a game on PC of H1Z1 recently. Is that the one with the zombies? So it originally started. I always get that one and the other zombie one. Well, confused. H1Z1 started as like, a, what do you call it? A day's. It was a zomb. Yeah, kind of a survival game. Yeah. And then. Uh, it was a mod. They of made a battle right? royale. Well, the battle royale was a mod of that. And then it became the number one. Which one was Daisy? Is Daisy the mod of Daisy's uh, a mod of Arma Three? Okay. So H one Z one, yeah, was originally just like a Daisy clone, basically. Yeah. And then they made a Battle Royale spinoff, and it way overtook like the yeah the Daisy. Yeah, I remember. And it was big for a while, but then basically once PUBG came out, and then Fortnite, it just completely fell off a cliff. But well, I hope you have this on your phone. What's that? The next one. <laughs> Oh no, I don't actually. I'll, we, we won't. <laughs> we won't uh, get into the whole list. We'll just broad stroke it. So I mean, you're the big. You're always talking about China and how much yeah. you can't stand the Chinese government. So here's a good reason. So China recently appointed a commission to like investigate video games, basically, and they have a branch of their government that is directly responsible for proving what games get released there. And all that. Like, it's total direct control. So they recently put all game publishing on hold. You couldn't release a game there. Like, they said, we got to do this investigation. Well, this commission put out their findings, and they're banning numerous really popular games. How many Winnie Winnie the Pooh games were there? I don't know. I assume all of them. Guess what two of the games getting banned are, though? Um, Fortnite and PUBG. What? Yeah. Yeah. That's actually, that's really shocking because of their own. Tencent. Yeah. Yeah. It says violence. Wow. They did, they banned, like, they banned Fortnite, they banned How does, uh, that po- how does their population just not rise up? I don't understand it. They, uh, there's a nu- numerous other games that are either banned or they have to make changes because, um, like, Overly, what was it? Over, overly revealing females. Like all the Blizzard games were in there. Like Overwatch, uh, World of Warcraft. You know, very stylized games. Yeah. And uh, they were on this list. So I'm actually going to try to pull it up real quick on my phone. Because wow. this is just like, that's, that's insane. this is complete well, this is This is why, this is exactly why I'm always very, you know, on edge about them because this is the stuff they do. And, you know, if, if they become you know, the main superpower in the world, and this is what you might have to deal with everywhere. Here are the games that are getting banned. Fortnite, PUBG, H1Z1, Alliance of Valiant Arms, Ring of Elysium, Paladins, 
Free Fire Battlegrounds, Knives Out, and Quantum Matrix. Some of these games are probably very China-only games. Here's are games that have to be censored or altered, changed by the developers. Arena of Valor, League of Legends, Blade and Soul... Don't even know what that one is. Overwatch, Diablo, World of Warcraft. Wow. Uh, just really big games. I yeah. This is. Could you imagine if, if the U.S. government tried imagine. to do this? I could not imagine. It, it would be. It would be riots. <laughs> I hope there would be. Uh, so that's just crazy. You know, this. I mean, it, it, it. I don't know. Maybe it's in a small way a good thing, though, because, you know, it sh- just reminds you of, you know, the freedom that you do have. That's important. Well, part of me thinks, too, that... Do you remember we talked about the Chinese government was blaming uh, video games for all the nearsightedness in children? Yeah, yeah. Part of me thinks that they were looking at these games because these are all games that you play a ton. Yeah. You play Fortnite nonstop. You play yeah. PUBG, WoW, Overwatch. These are games that are very addictive. Mm-hmm. And I think they didn't say that. That was the reason. But I feel like... They're looking at these games. How can we get people to play them less? Well, we'll re- make them remove the attractive females from the game. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> I feel well, like that's I, I know part there was I know there was a like a, ch- a a top general or something that once said, you know, like all the men that are joining the military are too soft because all they do is play video games and <laughs> and you know something else on the internet. Did you see ESPN put an article up this week about uh, there's a wide receiver for the Steelers? Who's living a double life as a wide? I think he's a wide receiver. Yeah, and he's a streamer. Really? And and they said that like a, he's like streaming like almost full time. I think I remember hearing about. Like they said like he goes to practice, you know, like nine to five basically. Right. And comes and he, home. Well, he streams all night. Wow. And, and like they asked, why would you do that? Well, a bunch of people. He loves it. That's why. That's what he said. He's like, I, this is what I want to do. And they said, like, have the coaches ever given you a hard time? Like, yeah, you it know, seems like, like they'd be like, well, you're not focused enough. And they're, they're, they're like, no, like body. he said, as long as I perform and stuff, then they know this is what I do. And But I, just, I thought it was funny because it was like the front page article. It was the featured article with this guy leading a double life as a Twitch streamer and a wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So let's move on. This is pretty big news. You know, I'm a huge Blizzard fan. I play all their games. Mm-hmm. So, Heroes of the Storm, which is their MOBA, which is it's so funny because here the original the original MOBA was a Warcraft 3 mod. Do yeah. you remember how Valve and Blizzard got in a huge lawsuit when Valve put out Dota 2? Because Blizzard was saying you can't use the Dota name, that's ours. Yeah. It's it's our mod and then Valve won the lawsuit in court and said that yeah, I vaguely remember that. It's a long time ago now, 5 years at yeah. least. So, Blizzard lost that because they wanted to name their hero. They were making Heroes of the Storm at the time. They wanted to name that Dota 2. Well, lo and behold, they made Heroes of the Storm. Heroes of the Storm is a great game, but it's like third in popularity on the yeah. MOBA. You got Dota 2, League of Legends, then Heroes of the Storm. Well, uh, Heroes of the Storm, Blizzard slash Activision, depending on who you ask, made this decision, uh, is basically moving. Most of the Heroes of the Storm team, not all, there's a good chunk of it at least, onto a new project, which Ooh. I have two schools of thought on this. I, I love Heroes of the Storm, I think it's a great game, but all teams eventually have to move on. So I thought people were kind of overreacting at first, yeah. like, oh god, this is the end, you know, like that <laughs> kind of thing. Here was the part that I did think was a bigger deal, and I really feel for him. 
So all the esports for this game for 2019 uh-huh. totally canceled Whoa. within just now. Wow. So all the only that notice, like a strange move to make. The only no, the only notice that the players got these let's call them e athletes. I don't know what they yeah. call them. Yeah, they're full. Good. This is their full time job. Yeah. They heard about this the same time that everybody else did. So they're saying they were raging. Like I've been playing this game like 80 hours a week for years this is my job yeah and it's no communication yeah it just seems very bizarre to do that to them because you know I mean it's a total Activision thing it just seems like that would you know drive a lot of them to leave the game yeah and not just leave the game but purposely sort of leave the company yeah yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna play any of your games anymore because yeah, that's you true. might do this to that's me. Good. Like, you true. can't do this to me. That's this is true. my livelihood. And it's funny because on the flip side, the same company, you've got Overwatch League, which is far and away the most successful uh, esports professional esports organization. Yeah, it's on national television. Yeah. Um, so it's just funny because you've got the one which is a runaway success, then you've got this, and it's like. Well, I mean, two I've, different sides of the coin. I feel here. like that's actually the one sort of drives the other. Probably because you know, I mean, they want they probably expect everything to live up to Overwatch. Yeah. You know, like, and since Heroes of the Storm, as you said, is third, that's probably not good enough for them. They it, want to be number one. And it, it is really sad because Heroes of the Storm is a great game, and that development team puts out a ton of content, like, and really high quality content. Like, they release a new character a month for that game, and like. Other games do not get a new. I just don't understand month. why can't you why can't you um, just allow the season to go on while they work on something else. I, well, I, I think they have to pay. You know, Blizzard or Activision, both, whatever, probably put a lot of money into, and you know they probably looked at the figures and said, okay, the return on this is not here. The return yeah. on investment is not here. Yeah, We're pulling through, pulling the rug. The bean counters probably won this one. But but like you said, I mean, I feel like for. The reputation of yeah. the company, they should have said, "Okay, we're going to roll out this last year. We're letting you know now this is your last year, yeah. so so you can be making another plan in the back. Make arrangements, yeah. I mean, if if I was one of the gamers, you know, that is getting burned here, the pro gamers, I'd be like, "That's it." Well, I'm, and this I'm this not. is this is the thing that until the thing with esports is every single organization, every single game is it's not like the NFL. It's not like the NBA. There's all these different games. There's no unified organization. Yeah. And I think it needs that. Because yeah. then the players, because, you know, all the professional athletes, they're all unionized. Yeah. And so there there are standards, you know, for your contract. There are standards. You know, the NBA is not just going to up and shut down. You know what I mean? There's... Uh-huh. And I don't want to get into the pro-union, anti-union but, thing. You know, but I, you get what I'm saying? There's I like do a, sort of wonder. There's structure. Well, you say they need that, but... At the same time, do you realize how hard it oh, would yeah. be to create? That's why it doesn't that? exist. Because unlike unlike sports where you're you're just playing a game that yeah. nobody has the rights to. Like nobody has the rights to right. football. Right. You know, like, right. I can go start a football league whenever I want. That's not the same when it comes to video right. games. Right. Like somebody owns Overwatch. Well, you know, somebody I've, owns Right. And I've know, always been Counter Strike. I've always been like I don't know how this doesn't happen. Like some update comes out for a game. Let's just say it contains a glitch or something. And Overwatch League has done it well so far. They know how to handle it. Let's just say you break your game. Like, 
or you just totally change the balance of it, like right before the championship game or something, you know? And it's just like you, it just totally ruins the spectacle of it, you know? Yeah. Like I don't know, something like that happens, some bug, you know? Let's say, let's say it's the the Fortnite championship. It's down to one v one, and one guy gets stuck in the geometry and he just dies, you know? Like yeah, what yeah. then? You know, like, I know. That's why, you know, I always sort of wondered about that. Like, what if you get burned by a bug? Yeah, that doesn't happen in football. You know, you can't yeah. get glitched. And you can't lag out. I mean, yeah. I mean, what if you fall through the floor? Right, that's what I mean. I mean that's Dennis, actually a PUBG. Dennis had that happen. Yeah. Dennis played in that tournament, and he got he couldn't move his character. <laughs> and, he, and he paid $3. So, uh, okay, he lost $3. But yeah. what if you're one of these guys that... You know, flies across the country, yeah. plays the game full time. And there's a it's million their job, a million or thousands well, of dollars riding these, on that game. Some of these people, you know, like if you don't win this tournament, you don't have money to pay your rent next month. Like if you don't yeah. place that, this isn't like unless you're like Overwatch League, they have salaries, you know, like that type of thing. They get paid a base salary, so no matter what, they're fine. So a lot of these other games don't have that. It's you get your winnings and you've got your sponsors and. That's it, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just I don't know. It's it's I'm I'm sad because Heroes of the Storm isn't dead. It's not like they're shutting off the servers and you know. But I feel like this is a pretty big blow to the game's future, which is sad because it's a great game. It deserved oh, more. Definitely a huge blow. It deserved more attention than it got. And uh, like you said, I think it's a misstep by Activision Blizzard here. And that for me to say that I'm so yeah. loyal to that company. For See, me to now, say that, it's, it, it's, it's hard. You're, you're so loyal to that company, but the Activision side of that company just makes my blood boil. Oh, me too. Like, I do not like the Activision Well, me side. too. I can't stand it. You know what makes my blood boil? I always, I always think of Tony Hawk Pro Skater. When you say Activision, I think Tony Hawk Pro Skater, and I think about Call of Duty, but not well, in a good way. Well, what bothers me is they're still doing this, and it drives me insane. Destiny is the worst offender for me for the Activision side. They give PlayStation 4 exclusivity on certain, like, maps and, not raids, but strikes and armor and weapons. They've given them exclusivity for a year or two. So there's content. You're playing, like, if you're playing on Xbox, if you're playing on PC, there's content. Like, when you're really dedicated to the game and you really love it and you can't play that stuff, oh, it pisses you off. It really <laughs> does because you, you go, you know, all games are about trying to build communities now. Yeah. That's a big part. And when you're trying to be part of a community and everybody's talking about, oh my god, like the, you know, the Hawk Moon is so good, it's so good, it's so good, and you're sitting there going, I gotta wait a year? A year? <laughs> and to me, that type of stuff, yeah. I'm okay with exclusivity for a few weeks, a month. That's okay, I can wait. But a year? Two years? <laughs> it's just a disrespect. It is. It is. Alright, so we already covered the tech time, so let's move straight into God Mode moments. So there's this company called Piranha Games that has met, I heard, between five and six times with Microsoft this year, so a lot. The Microsoft money. So these guys are the developers of MechWarrior 5 and MechWarrior Online. What could they be working on? Could they actually, do you think, do you remember, you remember MechAssault, I'm sure. Yeah. I think Microsoft still owns I that. remember, I remember... Was it MechWarrior or MechAssault? Um, way back on like Sega Dreamcast, even. I don't know about that. I remember MechAssault <laughs> was for the original Xbox. I think it was MechAssault. Right? And MechWarrior was the on the Xbox. No, MechAssault was on the Xbox. Was it? Yeah. Okay, maybe then. Maybe I, I got think. backwards. But I can't remember. But either way, uh, you know, 
are, are the two series intertwined? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so because they, they're making this Piranha Games has made MechWarrior Five, MechWarrior Online, totally independent from Microsoft. Okay. Well, at any rate, yeah. So I remember, I remember the Xbox ones, and that's probably you know. It is time for a good Mech game. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think they could be planning one? You know what I'd really like is um, what's that Capcom mech game that came with the Steel Houston? Battalion? Steel Battalion. You wouldn't yes. really like. Bring that, that back. No, nobody will it's buy time. it. It's time. It's time. We're in the we're in the days of free to play games. Eighty buttons, like. And you want a three hundred dollar controller? There's like eighty buttons and uh, you know two sticks and uh, like. There's like a cockpit. Yeah, there was like four uh, pedals. You know, the, yeah, it was nuts. Yeah, it was and it was like three hundred dollars. Yeah, it, it's. I'm sad I never owned. You it. know why Capcom was in bad financial shape? <laughs> that sad, right yeah. there, all those years killed of them. bad financials Damn with those steel battalion. <laughs> but yeah, I think I actually heard a rumor coming into this past E3 that Microsoft was making a new Mech Assault, and that lines up with this. This this rumor developed much later. Well, I'm sure. You know, I, I really feel like Phil is looking back through the history of Xbox, saying, you know, what what were our franchises coming yeah. up? You yeah. know, and you know, and they've lost most of them really in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And he really seems to be dedicated to truly reviving all. Where's the Phantom Dust? So where's the Phantom Dust? I, I, I assume at some point you will see Phantom Dust. I assume at some point you will see Banjo Kazooie again. Well, I'm see, really surprised. We can see Blinks the Time yeah. Sweeper. Maybe. I don't think so. Bring on Brute Force. Oh, Brute Force Do you remember Sneakers? Oh, what was the other one? Sadooki or whatever? Sudoku? Brute Force never even got a two. Yeah. It was standalone. They They'll remember, skip over two. You remember the to hype that they tried Sudeke. to build around that game? Brute Force? Brute Force? It was the Halo Killer. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. We played it at my house. Yeah. Do you, remember, you liked it. Do you remember running as that lizard guy? Did you or like it? Oh, I didn't God, think I it was that terrible. I hated it. I didn't think it was terrible. It, it was a... It was overhyped. It was a bad time for... Yeah, Microsoft Studios. Well, but yeah, I think I think there's room for a good mech game, and it could, um, you know, it could. There's there's no competition really besides Titanfall, which has a uncertain future, and I could see a just a standard old school death online deathmatch type, you know, yeah. mech. Did you ever- suit simple fun? What? No, I, never mind. Did I ever what? Did you ever play the one on Xbox? I played like a demo. One or two. Thing. A yeah. demo. Yeah, that's all I played too. So here's one that came totally out of left field. Wait, let's put, let's place a chance on the Mech Assault revival percentage. What do you say? Um, I probably put it at sixty percent. I'm doing forty. You think so? Yeah, I think there's a chance, but I'm not ready to go above fifty. Maybe I will go fifty because if I get it wrong, I'm still but lower. Are than they you. making another um, Titanfall? Are they making a Titanfall Respawn? Yeah. Nobody knows. Probably. Because it seems like that would kind of anger EA well, if they do. Well, EA and Respawn were at total odds over that. Like, yeah. they... I mean, EA basically sent Titanfall 2 out to die. Maybe this will be Titanfall 3. Maybe Microsoft. Developed by somebody else. Yeah. I still think that franchise shouldn't have gone multi-platform. Yeah. I know the first one underperformed on Xbox, but I feel like it could have built a better identity had it continued being exclusive for a console. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. It, I just feel like it would have... Because you would have got those loyal Xbox fans supporting it. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like on both platforms it was just sent out to die. Like, just... It was everywhere. Well, I, it got you know, lost I mean, in the like mix. Like you say, EA had no, no faith in it. It so launched the same... Like... It launched in between... Uh, Battlefield One and 
whatever the last but I, Call I think, of Duty World War Two. I think you're right. There is there was a um, there was an argument to be made that it should have stayed exclusive because when a game is exclusive to a platform, you know people on that platform for whatever reason seem to rally around. Yeah, it more. it's a community thing. Yeah, so you know I think it would have been better off for them to keep it exclusive. I, I think the only reason that the first one, first one I thought I loved it. The Xbox One user base, which is so small at the time, that's yeah. why it failed. It was yeah. like an early day. It's like it was like March, the year after the Xbox One came out. It was like hadn't even been out six months, I don't think. Uh-huh. But anyway, this next one, I'm putting the chances of this at like three <laughs> percent. Rumors are floating around because they found new uh, voice lines were data mined in Red Dead Redemption Two that. People have been led to believe means that Rockstar is working on a remake of Red Dead Redemption with the Red Dead Redemption 2 engine. Uh, I think they found some some voice lines from John Marston, which were lines from the original game. Yeah. I, I just feel like there's it, that'd be such a huge undertaking. It, it's from impossible. the bottom from to if you told me it was an HD remaster re-release, I'd believe it. But a full-scale remake? Um, that's, a, that's a tall Yeah, order. I don't know if it'll be a full-scale remake. I, I could see an HD remaster for, like, PS4. Yeah. Because, you know, otherwise... Because right now, you know, the original is sort of an Xbox One exclusive. Yeah. So I could see, you know, Sony compatible. sort of wanting, like, okay, well, you know, we want it on our platform, too. So can you just make an HD, re, you know, remaster? Yeah. yeah. Or I could see it... I mean, I could also see them doing, like, okay, well, we want this on PC as well. So, you know, we're going to do this for both, you know, maybe for everybody. Who knows? I just think it's more likely that maybe there's a flashback mission or something. You know, that, oh, yeah, that, that could be too. Something like that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just, a full-scale remake, I feel like it's just, you're talking like two years worth of work probably. Like, yeah. just, and, and Rockstar has been so slow to release new games. Like, just something of that size to me. I don't know. It just seems way... I'm putting the chances at 3%. 3%. That low. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'd probably put it closer to 10 or 20, but... Yeah. And not much hope. It's possible. It's definitely possible. I, I mean... I just don't think they're going to go back to the Red Dead well. Yeah. Again, yeah. It just seems kind of... Yeah, I mean, the timing would just be kind of weird. Yeah. Because you're, you're doing it after you just launched 2. Yeah. And I mean, you look at... You look at um, GTA 5. Yeah. Like, that game just lives on forever. Yeah. You know, and they have no reason to put out any of, like, the previous ones in a remastered state. Yeah. And I mean, 5 they, they lives do on forever. They constantly add DLC to 5. And I think you'll see the same plan with Red Dead yeah. Revolver 2, where, or Redemption, excuse me, where they just let it live on forever. Red, there actually is. Most people probably don't even know about Red Dead Revolver. Uh, yeah, I know. And I like, I prefer the name Red Dead Revolver. Do you remember Revolver. how that started? Way more than Do you remember Red how that started as a Capcom game? It did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And somehow it got made over to Rockstar, and yeah. then they hit freaking gold. Well, I think they bought the studio that Maybe. was working on it. Maybe. And Capcom, Capcom had, like, no faith in it anyway, so they were like, here, yeah. just take it, you know, whatever. <laughs> take the whole team. We don't want it. All right, so we keep talking about this Avengers project that is being developed by Crystal Dynamics. So the director of this game came out and tweeted this week and said that the game is super ambitious and says, we'll hear about it when the time is right. So when I hear this, I'm thinking, like, this is a next-gen game. That's why we haven't oh, seen yeah. it yet. It's because it's... it's. Now, what were your predictions for this game? I remember we were sitting here talking about predictions. Shared world it. multiplayer. See, now, that, and 
I said it was probably going to be more like, you know, like the Spider-Man game where it's going to be ultra cinematic. That's not ambitious, though. Ultra cinematic. He said it's very ambitious. Well, I think being ultra cinematic is ambitious. No, it's not. Like God of War. What, not, what one game of the year this year? But that was an amb- It was God ambitious because that was a re-envisioning of an established franchise. Well, I mean, this would be too for no. Avengers. There's never no. been an ultra cinematic Avengers video game. I'm telling you, it's not gonna be. If it is, I'm never buying. I'm not even going to see Avengers Four. I'm telling you <laughs> right now, I will not see it. If it's just a single player crap fest, that's what I'm expecting. I'm not buying it. I'm not going to see it. Never buying anything Marvel again. And I won't buy anything DC either. It's because none of it's even worthwhile. See, I don't... I mean, what you're saying doesn't even make sense, really, because they're going to put Avengers Ultimate Alliance 3 out, which is almost what you're describing. So, like, why would they make another game that's almost like the same thing as that? Why would they just make a single-player game? Because it's never been done. Single-player's dying. It's never been done. Single-player's dying. God of War just won Game of the Year. It didn't sell as much as Overwatch. And Spider-Man. It didn't sell as much as League of Legends. Spider-Man just blew the doors off of the sales... Sell as much as Call of Duty. That's true. But but on the flip side, um, a huge part of Marvel, you know, the franchise is creating stories and memories, making you attached yeah. to the characters yeah, more than the gameplay. So yeah. that's that's why I think they'll probably go with a huge If cinematic. this guy's calling a cinematic single player game ambitious, I swear I will never buy another game <laughs> made by them again. <laughs> Wait, aren't they it's uh, who's making the game? Crystal Dynamics, right? So, and they, what was the last game they worked on? This is a different team. Oh, so, so Crystal Dynamics it? is Tomb Raider. Yes, but this is like a different. It's like a new team within okay. Crystal Dynamics. It's been okay. split off. It's a, they're in Canada, I think. Actually, oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, now that was another reasoning for my thinking. It's like they, it's the Tomb Raider developer, so they're probably. Yeah, it's not a game. the Tomb Raider team though. Probably gonna make a game like Tomb Raider. God, if it looks anything like Tomb Raider, I've had enough of that franchise. <laughs> yeah. The last, I just hope it looks good. Well, that's what I'm. The fact that we haven't seen this game for this long, no matter what it is, it's gonna. I think it's gonna be highly polished, no doubt. Like it'll be. Yeah. This will be a triple A yeah, game. Yeah, because it's been kicking around for quite a while. It's been in development for like three years yeah. already, I and mean, we hadn't even announced. Yeah. So and I'm, given the way Marvel treats their properties lately, like they don't. No matter don't, what it is, they don't put out scrub stuff anymore. Yeah. All right, so let's do some market mode stuff. This, some of this is really interesting. I never know how to say this. Is it Reuters or Reuters? I think it's Reuters. I think it is too. So they say we're just talking about how GameStop's in really bad shape. Uh, so apparently GameStop's looking for a buyer, and apparently they've been approached. There's people have at least been poking, you know, Kicking to see. The tires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know what to think of that. Who would buy them? Like I, yeah, you know, when I saw this listed here, I was thinking to myself, like, what do they actually have to offer in terms of, you know, something of value? I mean, what do they have to I mean, they're essentially the world's biggest garage sale at this point. <laughs> yeah, you know? I mean, that's like, true. Their used games is their only really valuable, yeah. you know. Profit. Yeah, you know. They're not making part of the profit company. on selling Xboxes and PlayStation. Unless Game Informer's secretly profitable I wouldn't be surprised if it is maybe not the print side but the yeah. the digital side man uh, you know 
gaming magazines in general. It's, it's just so sad. No? Yeah, there's none. I remember back in the day, there was, like, getting that so many new choices. magazine yeah. just felt so good. Well, it was because it was like the only gaming information yeah. that you got yeah. for a month. I mean, I know now we, we're spoiled and every day we can go to a, yeah. a multitude of websites. But yeah. getting that magazine... So yeah, good. like the cover story. God. Remember, what, like when covers yeah. were like, "Oh my god, oh, yeah, it's yeah, the Halo Two yeah, cover they're, story." They'd tell you it was on the cover, and yeah. then you'd have to sit there and wait for. Well, I remember the Halo Two cover story of EGM. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. And that though, that article, if you go back and read, that is not the Halo Two that we got, <laughs> not at all. See, we need to do that. We need to have that segment where we dig out the old magazines and read them because. Like, they are so inaccurate. I got rid of all mine. So inaccurate. I still have a few kicking around. So, viewership of the Game Awards doubled over last year. So, we were talking about how how far the show has come in quality. Well, yeah. viewership has doubled just la- over last year. Yeah. That's nuts. Well, that's going to be great. That bodes very well for, Sponsors for, are gonna for f- next year. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's going to be an even bigger show next year because you're all going to be able to say, look, this, this is taking off. Yeah. You know, look. I mean, and look at all the support. Look we what had. we did last year. Now yeah. we're gonna double that. Look at all the support we had last year. Like, you know, they had the big three on stage mm-hmm. together. You know, like they had well, almost were, as many game the, announcements as each. As I said, the reveals were what. I mean, next year, year, next the awards, year, well, whatever. Next year, it's almost guaranteed that they're gonna be bigger than E3. I would think. I mean, there is. Well, I don't know. I mean, E3 next year is one and a half. Well, PlayStation's not coming. Yeah. Um. But, and Nintendo doesn't actually show up anymore. Well, they said they said they're gonna have a significant presence. Oh, really? Yeah, probably because uh, Sony's not. Yeah, so they're fine sticking it to them. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll. See. I mean, boy, that's great be, news either way. I think that'll be okay. So E3, we're gonna get a little off topic here now because E3 2019 will probably feature Microsoft revealing Scarlet. Yep. And Nintendo revealing the uh, Switch remake. The new model. Yeah. The new model. And uh, so that'll be pretty entertaining. So even without Sony, it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. This is going to be a big year for yeah. E3. Because you're going to see all these next-gen games oh, yeah. being unveiled. And it's going to yeah. be... And these new systems and their new features. I'm not even... I mean, see, the features aspect of of gaming and consoles specifically has always been the thing that's the most disappointing to me. Because whenever I see the new hardware, there's always these hints of things that like I think are going to come. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then well, they well, never happened. Well, let's look at Crackdown. Yeah. They unveiled the Crackdown 3 and that whole cloud destruction thing way back then. Yeah. Way back. Like so, 2013. So, so I'm sitting there thinking like, wow, this is going to be like a... The future. We've got... We don't even have one Every game. game. Yeah. We're getting it. Yeah. I remember Forza. When I'm just it, glad that it's actually happened. When though. Forza unveiled the, uh, the Ghost Racer. So yeah. your car would race people when you're not even yeah. playing. I was like, wow, racers are evolving. No. That's like the only nope. franchise that has it. So, I, I real it's it's always going to be in the developers' hands to push the hardware, and I'm not saying they don't work hard enough by any means, but there's just budgets are so tight. You know, not many companies have the budget to take those risks and innovate. And I mean, we'll see. I, I always feel like features is what I'm disappointed by. Like graphics, oh, I'm yeah. sure it'll be amazing. Well, do you remember and, you remember when Xbox unveiled Arenas? Yeah, that's another one. Where is it? That's another one. <laughs> I mean, maybe it'll be there again next year. I don't yeah. know. I mean, hopefully. But, you know, I mean, it's probably um, it's probably like you were saying, where, you know, you need, a, like, a third party to, uh, to 
you know, bankroll stab- you. Yeah, like to have these tournaments and stuff. Well, and maybe that's what they were going for. It's and, funny you mention it because and I, the studio stepped in and I'm, said, "Yeah, we don't really want you to do that." I'm going to cross this off God's Peach stories. Valve with Artifact, they just added an open tournament feature to Artifact. Oh, that's cool. So anybody, you can just play. You can put yourself in a tournament. Like the game will schedule you when you're going to play. I want more games to do that. See, I'm really torn between that game and and. Uh, what was the, the Witcher Tales? Yeah, Throne, Throne Breaker yeah. or whatever. Well, Throne Breaker. I really player. want. I really want a game that I can play on this. Throne Breaker single anywhere. player. Artifacts multiplayer. Yeah, true. So maybe I should go with Throne Breaker. But I want more games, especially because esports is taking off. There's so many people that want to like play competitively. You know, like let let me play in a tournament. Why can't we have games that sets up sets up tournaments themselves? I don't. I don't want to have to go to Discord. And then go post on Reddit, yeah. and then go post yeah. here and message this person. Like just so, I want to give kudos to Valve there, you know. For and again, there's some pulse there. Not a lot of games have done that yet. Yeah, I'm glad. Do I mean, it. the fact that Artifact exists at all shows a pulse. For yeah, Valve, yeah. Which uh, recently has been really missing. So Battlefield Five. Speaking of really missing, Yikes. this game has just. Totally crashed. I mean, the sales are obviously not good. So already, this game's been out less than a month. And it was already half off. Yeah, yeah. Well, that happens sometimes, but... um, So Battlefield Five just put out a patch this week. And what they did is they, like, basically doubled the time it takes to kill players when you're shooting them. Good. A lot. Well, here's the controversy is that they say they doubled the time it takes to kill because new players are having a really really hard time with the time to kill. But apparently the core Battlefield community was saying, is up in arms, saying, oh, this is perfect. And there's a lot of controversy with people saying, well, the people who are actually playing your game are happy with it. Yeah. Because apparently with the data that DICE saw was that there's a lot of people who played it like two or three times yeah. and just stopped playing. So, so they're kind of catering... To the so-called to the, new the Christmas the yeah. Christmas noobs because yeah. this this patch comes out like two weeks before Christmas. Well, I mean, they can always dial it back. Well, that's the thing. Now they've put out a playlist with the old time to kill, and there's a playlist with the new time to kill. Oh, that's good. And well, what's the problem? It's it's. Splitting. I think that's a good idea though, because then the new crowd can go into the easier mode, and when they're good enough, On they can paper, advance up it is. to the. But usually, what happens when you divide your community up? Into sixteen fragments, is well, you you play against the same people in every match, and like it's especially when the population starts to dwindle. When you're all playing twenty different modes on twenty different playlists and twenty different servers, and that's why like PUBG, they they had uh, you could actually choose what map. Does this game have crossplay between Xbox and PC? Battlefield Five? Yeah. No. No, it should. Um, I mean, now that. Xbox supports mouse and keyboard. There's no reason not to. Yeah. Now, Battlefield 5 doesn't support it on Xbox, though. So. Yeah. But I, I don't know. There's just... I feel like this game... I feel like DICE and EA are obviously in panic mode. Because oh. this is like a rapid change. Like, this game's been out for less than a month. Christmas is coming up. So hopefully they get an influx of new players. And they're just totally changing the balance. Maybe it's a good change. I don't know. I haven't played Battlefield yeah, 5. Well, you know, I mean... But I know the core Battlefield community, which is who you need yeah. for your game to be successful, is really upset. 
Mm-hmm. So well, I, you know, we owned both of us owned Battlefield One when it first launched. Yeah, and I was really disappointed in that game at launch. Like I didn't, I didn't. I really, was too. I didn't really like it. But I came back to it about I don't know a year, year and a half later. Yeah, and I loved what it had become. I mean, I loved well, that game so much. And I now. think <clears throat> that's part of the problem too. Is a lot of people are looking at Battlefield Five, and there's still like we've been saying from the beginning. This is like a World War II reskin of Battlefield uh-huh. 1. Why did you even make a new game? Yeah. And this is the problem that I'm having with this. EA seems to be making dice every other year. One year they crap out of Battlefront, the next year they crap out of Battlefield. <laughs> they're like milking them. Yeah. And well, they're trying to keep up with, you know, Call of Duty. Well, then they need to get another... Call of Duty's manned by like four different developers yeah. now. You got yeah. Vicarious Visions, Infinity Ward, Sledgehammer, mm-hmm. there's somebody else now, like Raven or something like that. Activision invested in all these developers, you yep. know, like big studios. And I feel like EA's like Dice, well, and Dice is big, but like, you know, carry you basically soul. got two years yeah. and you just got to keep. Just carry us. Yeah, because I mean, they worked really hard to get Battlefield 1 in a place where it was good. Uh-huh. And then they flipped the switch and now they've all moved on to this game, which is not so good. So it's yeah. like, why did you even start over? You know, like, why did you put out this game? Yeah. So, I mean, my theory is... Siege is a game that's built and built, built and built and yeah. it's paid off. And, you know, it, Siege sent, it had uh, a similar arc, though. Is when it launched, it wasn't oh, right that well-liked. Right. And they worked and worked and worked but at that's it. That's what and I'm by, saying. by, like, season two or season three... Yeah. Well, season two, really. You know, it started to really take off. Yeah. And now it's huge. That's what I'm saying, though. They, they doubled down on Siege... And they kept people playing, and they brought people back. They brought in new people. They developed the product that they had, and they put faith in it. Whereas EA and Dice right now are flipping a switch every two years. Well, now you got to start over. Now you got to play a new game. Now you got to play a new game. Yep. Now you got to yep. play a new game. And it's like, well, they just got Battlefield One to a place where it was pretty well appreciated. Well, now you're starting over, and I really feel like. They really need to nail their Battle Royale mode, like Battlefield Five does. That comes out in March next year. Yeah. If they don't nail that, I think this this well, is really a, a black eye on this franchise. I think I just saw on Reset Era, um, someone mentioned that someone who would know with insider information or whatever was trash talking their Battle Royale mode, saying you know it's no good. And, we'll see. And I can't remember who it was. You know, this is taking yeah. with a very very you know big grain of salt. Well, who knows if it's true. Um, so yeah, but they, they I feel like for Battlefield Five to continue, because that's their one remaining chance to have a they'll have a big influx of players when that comes out. Oh yeah, me included. Like yeah. I have no interest right now, but I'm a huge Battle Royale fan. If that's good, I'll buy it. Like I have faith that they'll be able to turn it around. I do, but it's gonna take a while. Yeah, yeah. All right, time for some Godspeed stories. So John Romero, who's like one of the original guys behind. The original Doom announced Sigil, which is some type of Doom spiritual successor. It's coming out in February 2012. I'm kind of expecting a very simplistic. 2012? 2019. Yeah. Okay. Where did 12 come from? Um, I'm really I'm expecting like a throwback game, like an old school like sprites 2D like original. Yeah, game. that'd be cool. But I don't know. It's it'll be interesting. That'd be cool. Take. Yeah. Sort of like a sort of like a, a 3D 2D mix up, you know, like I don't know. Like make it sort of have the 2D look but somehow also more 3D-ish. That'd be like Minecraft or something. I don't know. 
Like that they, style? They'll have to come up with it somehow. Yeah, maybe like Minecraft. I don't know. Not uh, like Minecraft. But I mean, like, you know, it, when you look at them, it's like blocks. Yeah. You can rotate around them, but they're... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. So, just something that, like, when you look at it, you're like, oh, that looks familiar. But then... Yeah. You, you know, you, you see that, you know, we are 30 years in the future now. Yeah. <laughs> So Suda51 says No More Heroes 3 is being planned as we speak. I'm still... Ugh. I never got to play No More Heroes. I've played pretty much all of Suda's games and liked them to some extent. Uh-huh. But this new one, whatever it's called, Travis, Travis Strikes Back, I yeah. have no interest in I was it. so heartbroken when I found out that wasn't an actual No More Heroes game. Yeah, why did they... You know, and I, I, I haven't played the No More Heroes games either. I was, But I wanted to. to. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to. And like... The trailer for that looked incredible, you know, like that that fight yeah. in their Winnebago or whatever it was. And it looked so incredible. Like I was like, yes, I'm going to finally get to play one of these. And then I find out it's like a bunch of mini-games yeah, tied so like, Yeah. Damn it. So, well, No More Heroes 3 is being planned, so maybe you'll get your chance. Yeah. So the Stardew Valley developer is working on a new game. And I had no idea about this. This guy does all the work by himself. He's a solo. <laughs> Has he ever thought of... Because, I mean, he must have made a fortune off of Stardew Valley. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's on, like, every platform maybe, everywhere. Maybe hiring at least one other person. I mean, he may have somebody that does, like, music or something. I don't know. I don't want to take it away from him. Maybe he does do it all himself. So, a Monster Hunter World expansion got announced. And this is pretty massive, I think. It's called Iceborne. It's not coming out till fall 2019. So, I think this is, like, a Destiny-sized You know, I was, looking, I was looking at my copy of... Uh, Monster Hunter World, and I was thinking, you know, I should probably just sell this because I'm never gonna play this again. Yeah. And when when I see this news, my first thought is, yeah, I sh- still probably should sell this. Well, it's gonna I'm probably be, never gonna play it, this. I'm again. thinking this is gonna be like a forty dollar like expansion, yeah. like Destiny style. But yeah, I'm just so worried because my issue with Mon- Monster Hunter World is it's just constantly. It just felt like it was constantly. Well, it's the a grind. Same thing it's a grind. again and yeah. again and again and again. Like, you know, yeah, there's new skins on them. You know, yeah. Like in this one world, it's a giant chicken. In the other world, it's a giant raptor. But it's the same. You can tell it's the same exact yeah. model. You know, like just dressed up with a different skin. So, like, I just can't. I can't do that. I anymore. always wanted to play them. I never got into them. There's a game called Dauntless that's uh, free to play on PC. I mean, I'll let you play my copy. So <laughs> well, I played the demo. Um, there's a game called Dauntless that's free to play on PC. I just installed it. It's like a stylized Monster Hunter clone, yeah. I think. I'm, I'm going to play it, and I'll give impressions of it at some point, but we'll see. Uh, so this company called Forever Entertainment, which I believe is doing a remake of Fear Factor as we speak. Uh, they say they're working on remakes of Panzer Dragoon 1 and 2. Wow. When I hear remake in this context, I'm thinking like HD remaster, not uh-huh. remake, remake. But bring on the Orda. Do you remember? As do you remember Orda? Do you think that series will ever come back? I don't think so. Well, I mean, it's it's BC it's now. Sega. Right? Orda. And I don't it got, know. It got the original Xbox uh, I don't know. update. I don't, I don't know, know if it's available. Yeah, yeah, it did. It's, yeah, Sega, it's out there right now. It's Sega. I I, Sega. I say this will never come back. Never. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it's so sad. I, I just wish somebody would buy Sega and force them to <laughs> use their properties. I mean, I mean, they got you know, so many I really big properties wish somebody, sitting. I really wish somebody would buy Rare would wait to force them to use their properties. Oh, yeah. wait. Somebody already did yeah. buy Rare, and they don't <laughs> they use don't, their properties. Yeah. Or, or when they do use them, they don't use them to the best effect. Well, do you remember when they made that Conquer HoloLens? Like, Young Conquer? Oh, yeah. What? what? Yeah. 
like Phil should have vetoed that. Like, because that just draws up oh, like people goodness. get angry. Yeah. Like when they hear there's a new Conquer game and they see new that. Conquer coming. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, no, it's this, this is not what it's we. It's on this three thousand dollar headset, and it's not even the Conquer you were looking for. It's young Conquer. Yeah, yeah, it was like a baby. Like what made Conquer Conquer was not there, and Conquer looked like a drowned rat. So the Sledgehammer Games co-founders leaving at the end of the year. Uh, this is one of the studios that works on Call of Duty. <laughs> So he worked on Modern Warfare 3, Advanced Warfare, and World War 2. So, I don't know. Not much to say there, just noteworthy uh-huh. yep. absence. Godspeed. Alright, so now I want to do something really special here. Uh, we're going to have a Did You Know segment done by Alex Jones. So, let's, let's welcome Alex <laughs> to the podcast really quick. How's Alex, it going, Alex? This? this is their plan, people. These are demons. This is our Did You Know. Intergalactic invasion into this space through people. I'm telling you, it's what all the ancients said, it's what they warned of, it's what we're dealing with. They're demons. They're freaking interdimensional invaders, okay? I'll just say it, make fun of me all you want on CNN or wherever, but everyone already innately knows this. All right, thanks, Alex. Thanks thanks for joining. Uh, (laughs) Thanks for sharing that thought. Yeah, we appreciate you letting everybody know about that. So what'd you play this week? Uh, I have been completely consumed by one game. Smash still. still. Smash. I, I don't even understand it. Like, I was sitting there playing it today. You know, and I was playing the, um, oh, God, I can't even think of what's called. The, like, the adventure mode. Um, World of Light, I think it's called. And, you know, like, I just kept playing and I kept playing. I'm like, I, it was just, I kept saying to myself, okay, I, I got to go do something else. But I just kept having that, okay, one more match. One more match. But then I would lose that match. And, okay, one more match. That's how I am with Battle Royale. I don't even know how many hours I sat there for. Like, just one more match. One more match. And it's just so weird because the game definitely is just whatever the Wii U game was. Yeah. With more characters. With more characters. Yeah. And, um, I mean, you know, maybe that's a little unfair. It's it's much bigger than that. But the the core gameplay is is the same. And... I hated it on Wii U. When I got my Wii U and I played Smash, it was the first game I sold because like I, I didn't like I I played it and I literally just sat there the entire time thinking to myself, why did I like this series? Yeah. Like I didn't I didn't understand. But then I got you know like when Smash was released, I got caught up in the hype. I bought it, and I've just been addicted. Like unlocking characters is just pure crack to me. I can't stop. See, it's funny because when you go on like reset era, they hate it. They hate, they, they, they they hate say, the unlocking? Yes. They're, they're literally... The one thread was that the unlocking of characters in Smash is the worst design decision by Nintendo <laughs> in the last decade. See, you know, I love it because like it always... It always gives you a reason to come back and play more because, you know, you can unlock this character. I have no opinion because... You can unlock that character. I have, I've and played one match on yours. The characters well. really do have, you know, varying styles and, yeah. you know different move sets and i mean um one of the pokemon characters when i was fighting him i was seriously like he feels like he's from a different game entirely yeah like, I, compared to all the other characters he was so different in a good way yeah, oh yeah yeah it was so cool because there's there's a there's a stage that is the um punch out arena and it's really cool because the, the Pokemon is like a wrestling Pokemon in Cineroar. Starlax. In Cineroar. And he's like a wrestler. And he can he can like bounce off the ropes. He can throw you off the ropes, catch you, you know, throw you around. Yeah. Like he has all these moves that like nobody has anything like it. And on that on that one stage, yeah. like 
he seems to even have more moves. It's right. so bizarre. So he feels like he's like from a different game entirely. Yeah. And it's just so fun because it's just so much varying styles. And yeah. There's like a million maps, million characters, you know, the adventure mode's really cool. The spirits, there's about a million of those. Like it's just huge. You can lose I, yourself. I gotta it. ask you. Did you ever finish Shadow of the Colossus? No. <laughs> I don't know. I only have like should two we, Colossi. Should we place a bet on whether it'll ever happen? I only have like two Colossi to go, but I, I just can't bring myself <laughs> Will to Will it ever happen? Right now. Oh, I would bet money, but I know that if I bet money, then you'll do it. Well, I got to finish it. When was that game? Was that, was that released this year? <laughs> I don't know. Was it released in February? I, don't, I, think I, don't, it was. I really don't know. So it's in the running for game of the year. But it's not really, if we're honest. But it is. A remake of a game from 2004. Yeah. Was it like five? So I got to finish it before the end of the year. All right. Anything else? No. No. Just it. Smash. So I, I played an interesting game this week. It was Survived By. This was one of the games announced at the Game Awards. It was that sprite looking MMO. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Which one was it? Survived By. It's made by Human Head, the people that made Prey. The original really prey. So it, 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 I'll try to describe it to you. It looks like a, like a, probably like a Super Nintendo Zelda game. Uh-huh. But it is a shoot 'em up with, it's like, imagine Zelda meets Diablo meets MMO meets, uh, I want to say Ikaruga because that's the only shoot 'em up I could think of, but it's not Ikaruga. But, this is a really interesting mix-up. So the core gameplay is like a shoot 'em up but it's a 2D open-world game with dungeons and stuff. But it's an MMO-like game because there's other players roaming around. Oh, yeah, look at this So game. you can team up with other people. Looks like it's straight out of the NES. Yeah, yeah. And I gotta say, it's pretty good. It's, it's free-to-play. That's the best part about it. Uh, the one thing that I will say, I like the core gameplay. I'm going to keep playing that. I've probably got like two hours in. It's, imagine like an endless shoot 'em up. It never ends, but there's experience, there's gear, there's loot, there's dungeons, there's MMO elements. The one thing they really gotta fix, they went too far in with the 8 bit, 16 bit. Style? No, not the style's fine. The inventory system is like that of an 8 bit, 16 <laughs> bit game. And that is something that, for, for the quality of life, I think they should simplify and try to, you know, modernize. The other thing that bothers me, and this bothers me in a lot of games, I don't know if you've noticed this, games with like 10 different currencies, uh-huh. and you can't tell what currencies used for what, that drives me insane. Yeah. Because you don't know, you got one currency for buying stuff, one currency for crafting stuff, then you've got actual microtransactions, yeah. then you've got a currency. When a game does that, I just it instantly drop it. Because I, I don't have the time to figure all that stuff out. Well, that's out. the thing, like... And this one isn't that hard. I mean, it's a simple game. It's like a Super NES game. So you walk up to a vendor, you hit one button, you'll figure it out. But it's still annoying to me. It's yeah. just an overly convoluted system. I can see having a real-life currency and then one other in-game currency. That's uh, fine. Yeah. Don't use more than that. Yeah. It's just too much. I, I hate games that overcomplicate things for no real reason. yeah. yeah. That just drives me crazy. You see it in Western RPGs all the time. Oh, yeah. Like, especially with, like, you know, crafting and stuff. I can't stand that because I, I, 
when I do something, I want to like master. I want to know yeah. everything about yeah. it. Yeah, me too. And some of these Western RPGs are so deep that like, like I, I sit there and I listen to hours and hours of YouTube videos to learn the ins and outs of a game. Like when I'm driving to work and yeah. stuff, I want to learn. But when to even understand like the very basics, when it takes like twenty hours <laughs> yeah, exactly. to like, that, that, I'm just like, to get to the basics. Right, I'm not. Yeah. And this game isn't isn't that like it, it really is approachable. Like I said, the core gameplay is just to shoot them up. And you know the the biggest problem for me is um like I don't want to use anything until I'm sure. Yeah, like, me I, too. Like I'm I don't hoarder. need it. I'm a digital hoarder. Yeah, like and that's what it goes back to is like I need to know everything about it because like I don't want to use this thing until I know that it's like funny. I don't I can't get like a I will super weapon later I because I used it on hoard, this like my des- my Destiny Two bank is full of weapons from like level three that will never have a purpose but <laughs> yeah. I don't want to throw them away yeah. because well what if one day I need it like, yeah exactly I just have this mindset like I don't know and uh, yeah and it never happens in western RPGs I'm terrified I'm so terrified though like that one thing that I think is garbage you can throw it away I'll sell for like three gold will yeah. be like the only time you can get it for the super weapon somewhere yeah, later yeah. in the game yeah. like, so it, I just save everything yeah I'm the same way and uh but yeah, survived by it's free. It's on Steam now. It is early access, but there's a ton of content for this game already. I'm not even near. It barely scratched the surface. Check it out. It's fun. It's it's retro, but it's modern. And I think if you like Zelda, if you like Diablo, um, like classic Zelda, I think you're gonna like this. The other thing I want to recommend real quick: if you live in Broome County, New York tech guy. He came this week and he helped me with upgrade my PC. And uh, he was a lot of help. Very nice guy. Uh, so this is what I got. I basically have a computer now that can fly a, a drone to the moon, I think. <laughs> I've got an i7 8700K. Nice. I've got uh, 32 gigs of DDR4. Jeez. I've got... It's a... I don't even know how to pronounce it, but it's basically the highest-end motherboard. That's probably such overkill. <laughs> the highest-end motherboard you can get. It's like $200 just for the motherboard. And it's got built-in yeah. Wi-Fi, and it's... Uh, the only thing that I could really upgrade at this point would be the graphics card I mean, or get an SSD. But you already have a 1080, right? I have a 1060. Oh, well, whatever. At any rate... I'm not I getting mean, a 20. At any rate, it's several times more powerful than the ships that they sent to the moon. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's probably could you to the moon. Um, so, yeah, there you have it. New York Tech guy. Yeah, check Give him, him out. Give him a call. So here's a, here's a draw your own conclusions for you. Kanye tweeted this week that he wants to meet Hideo Kojima. I actually have a theory on this. <laughs> is he in Death Stranding? No, Death Stranding is in Kanye. It's in his head. <laughs> that it's, is amazing. The, that needs... The, the end of the game will just be Kanye opening his eyes. Oh, God. That would, that would be amazing. I, I would... If I had the money to give Kojima to make that happen now, I would do it. Oh, that's great. All right, so I changed I changed off topic to nerd out for the week. I don't yeah, know if we're gonna uh, keep that's it. Good one. I like nerd out. That's where we always we could talk probably about. Do a whole separate podcast. That's where we always talk out. about comics and movies and stuff. So TV. So George R. R. Martin, everybody's favorite author, who's not really an author anymore. Yeah. Author of Game of Thrones. So he got for some reason. I knew this was gonna be in this podcast. For some reason, he got super excited this week, and he made this like really like overly positive blog post yeah. and promised that A Song of Ice and Fire will get an ending. That this <clears throat> series is going to get an ending. You know, let me let me look at my calendar here. You know, <laughs> it doesn't scroll ahead you know, far. You enough. know what this reminds me of? 
around this time, everybody gets in this mood. It's this the Christmas. new year. The new year is coming. You know, the the possibilities are infinite. Um, you know, the possibilities are infinite. And, you know, everyone says, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to yeah, finish maybe. that book. He's just I'm trying to motivate to, himself. Yeah, everybody says, I'm going to do a million things in this new year. And then the new year comes and then you, you're laying on the couch. I'm looking at better. it thinking maybe, just maybe, he actually is getting close to ending six, to finishing the sixth book. Yeah. So he's feeling really good. Well, I still don't believe the seventh one will be anywhere near. You know, I, I kind of wonder if he's he's been sitting around, you know, like, because like we all theorize that his main issue is he's created so many threads that there, you know, there's just no way. Well, he said he painted himself into a corner. Yeah. So I got a feeling he's he, what he's actually been doing for the most most of the time is figuring out how he's going to do yeah. this. Yeah. And I think maybe what this he's signifies the pieces in place. is he he feels he finally has it solved. Yeah. He knows how it's going to end. So now he just needs to write it. Did you hear? This is off topic. I think we will get the sixth book, the seventh one. I'm really not sure about. Yeah. Uh, so this piece came out this week detailing because George R. R. Martin had written an episode for every season of Game of Thrones. Do you remember a few a few episodes ago you said once you hit the fifth season all of a sudden like a switch flipped? Yeah. This is why. And it, it's so funny that you brought this up. George R. R. Martin had written the uh, an episode for every season of Game of Thrones. Uh-huh. So he was obviously very close with this series. The fourth season, which was arguably the last great season. Yeah. The fourth season, George R. R. Martin writ, wrote, writ, he wrote the ninth or tenth episode, whichever yeah. one. And for the first time, and this was like, obviously something happened. Uh, Dan and Dave, the whatever, the co-creators of the series, I uh-huh. guess you can call them, the masterminds behind the show, basically took George's script and totally changed it. <laughs> and so the first three seasons, they had taken it as, like, gospel. Yeah. And so that... And after that, George never wrote for him again. That, that was it. <laughs> so so I'm guessing they basically stopped consulting him because obviously the, a rift yeah. started to form. Yeah, it's, and it's funny because you can see it. That next season... Yeah. And he always wrote one of the... Sad, really. He always wrote one of the late episodes. Uh-huh. So I feel like it kind of gave them, like... A, Almost like a goalpost. It's like, okay, we got to get here because that's what George wrote. You know, yeah. like we got to, that this is our finale for the season or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then without that, I, I just started taking liberties and you know, setting their own boundaries. And I still think it's a great show. Part of Don't me wonders me if it was always by design by them. Like if they were thinking, well, you know, the first few seasons we'll stick close to the book so we get the fans of the books you yeah. know, to come in. And then, but, but by the end, we want to switch it so that there are good guys. Like, there are, you know, it's black and white. These are the good guys. These are the bad guys. I don't think. And the good I guys just, will, you know, reign supreme, but it'll be they, tragic in a way. Because the same article said, and we all we all knew this already, that when they started this show, both parties, George and HBO and Dan and Dave, there was an understanding that, the books would be finished by the time the show reached its conclusion. Yeah. And obviously... That didn't happen. Yeah, I mean... the <laughs> Well, on the fourth and fifth books... Close. The fourth and fifth books start to get really murky, too. Like, George starts to get really, like... Like, he describes, like, feasts for, like, pages after and pages and pages. <laughs> he, like, very, he really indulged yeah. in those books. Yeah. 
And some of the plot lines in, in the fourth and fifth books were really not interesting. I know. And uh, so I feel like it's a combination of there was a rift between the parties. The fourth and fifth books just aren't as strong. They're still great, but yeah. they're not as strong as the first three. Because those first four seasons where they followed the books really closely are great. Cool. They're amazing. Yeah. And then uh, just the, the fourth and fifth books, just like Brienne's arc in the fourth and fifth books... It's literally garbage. Like, it's one of the worst story arcs that I've read. Like, she does nothing but roam around and, like, talk to random people. Like, for two, for <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of pages. Well, I mean, in a lot of ways, that's her arc on the show, too. <laughs> but, well, her character. She gets a few big moments. Right. She, she becomes a prop once, like, yeah. the fifth season comes about. She's just there. Like, yeah. And that's what I mean. It's like they didn't have as strong a base once they got to like the fifth season because some of the plots, just like the Dorn plot, total garbage. Uh-huh. And in the in the book, it's always oh, become, you met Brienne in the show. Her, yeah. She just wanted, yeah. Or okay. no, no, her 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 plot in the books is awful. Oh, the, too? too. Okay. I mean, in the show, she has a few big moments, like when she fights the Hound. I don't know if that's is that in the books. Uh, no. Other than that, she seems to just sort of that's not in the books. Goes from place to place. Um, her killing Stannis is not in the books. Yeah, and argu- so, arguably, when the, the way they killed Stannis got total jobbed. Like that should not have happened that way. <laughs> like he's gonna die. Yeah, I have no. Well, I don't. He's not gonna win. I don't know if he'll die in the books. I've always thought that the perfect ending for Stannis would be to take the black and become the new, because the king's or the yeah. the Night's Watch is gonna be like broken by the end. Yeah. And he's exactly the type of character who could turn it around yeah and they don't really need to show it happen just you kind of know that he's gonna take the reins and yeah but i don't know have you heard of this night flyer series that's on sci-fi you know i i remember i remember you know like they were hyping it oh this is the new series based off of george R. R. martin books you know and it's nothing like game of thrones it's it's, it's in the future it's, it's in space yeah so uh, but I haven't seen anything about it if, since then. I, did, I saw a trailer for it recently, and I was like, oh, that looks pretty good. When's it coming out? It's already out. It's really? Already, it's on right now. What's it on? Sci-Fi, uh, sci-fi. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I wonder if we'll ever... If they ever put it on Netflix or something, I might... They'll put it, it on Netflix. They'll put it on something. I heard it's a lot like... Uh, uh, what was it? movie? Event Horizon. Oh. It's like it's like Event Horizon and Dead Man, Space kind of. I, I see Event Horizon holds a very special place in my heart. Yeah. Because... I can't remember if that or Starship Troopers. One of those were like the first horror. Starship um, Troopers is not a horror movie. Starship Troopers is definitely a horror movie. No. When you're when you're like eight years old, Starship Troopers is the pinnacle of pure oh, terror. Boy. Are you kidding me? Like when those giant bugs are impaling horrible. people, that throwing them up. Terrible. That movie. That movie. That's one of the worst movies when I ever. When the bug watched. comes down and slices a guy's head clean in half. I've never seen anything like you know. At eight years old, I was like, you know what I watched? You know what I watched? Eight years old might not even have been eight. This was sheer terror for me, from dusk till dawn. Oh Oh my god! When you've got yeah, but you gotta remember. You ever seen from dusk till dawn? Yeah, it's 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 really crazy. I I you know. Oh my god! I was terrified. The vampire and there's like naked vampires (laughs) and like like I I went to bed terrified. I had to ask. My fa- I was at my father's house. I had to ask him to put music on, let me listen to headphones because, yeah. like, like I couldn't focus. Like I was oh. so scared. Yeah. Um, 
And so, now when you watch it, it's like a tongue-in-cheek movie. Yeah, like, yeah, it's Well, I mean, scary. so is Starship so, Troopers, right, really. Right, right. But when you're a kid and, like, you know, you got to remember this was, like, at the dawn of CG. Yeah. So, like, it looks so real. Like, you know, like, then there's just that part where the bugs... <laughs> Yeah, it got to me. But yeah, Stars or uh, Event Horizon. I can't remember which one I watched first. It was probably really close to each other. And uh, I just remember the scene where, spoilers, Tommy Lee Jones' character skins like just Tommy complete. Lee Jones is in Event Horizon. Yeah, he's, I can't remember. He's the villain, if I remember right. I can't remember. Anyway, anyway, so um, he he completely skins uh, you know a guy and he, like so the guy is like laying on a on a you know, a, a medical table, and his skin is just completely above him, like hanging yeah. from like hooks or something. And that just like when I saw that, I was like, okay, I'm you know, terrified. I'm, yeah, I'm done. I'm out of here. <laughs> Pure terror. So in this week's edition of Who Asked for This, Konami announced a Metal Gear Solid board game, and I really just cannot figure out when Konami will stop spitting on the ashes of this franchise. They did that Metal Gear Survive game. They did what that Metal Gear arcade game. There's like an actual pachinko. Yeah, yeah. You now know, they're, it's like like, a board they're like, hey, you remember these games that you used to really like, that we used to make? Well, here's a version none of you want. Yeah, here's a version. And you're never going to get the one that Here's you a version to remind you that. Because we fired everybody. Here's, here's a version to remind you that we don't make those games anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like... <laughs> It's just bad blood. <laughs> like, and a what? What is what is a Metal Gear Solid board game even gonna be? Like, somebody, it doesn't even make sense. Somebody please buy Konami and make a new Metal Gear. And close them. <laughs> just fire a real it. Metal Gear. Metal fire Gear, all the not Metal Gear Survive. Just terrible idea that game was. Terrible. Then some people like it. No, it got like threes everywhere. It. Do you, do you remember the plot? The plot was at the end of Metal Gear Solid Five, like a nuke goes off. And created a portal into an alternate dimension <laughs> oh, where there was zombies. God bless him. God. So games releasing this week. There's literally only one game releasing. And it's this incredible. Week. The Spy Who it's, Shrunk Me comes scared, to PC. Scared all the competition off. Oh my God. It will, you know, I'm having a really hard time tracking the games releasing these days oh. because so many games, a, they just launch out of the blue. B, they launch in this like early access version, so it like. They're not like retail. You know, you can't have like an easy list to find anymore. Yeah. Because half the games are digital only, so yeah. they're not on the list. Yeah, that's and it, Yeah, it, I was thinking hard. about that today. It's like, you know, like everything is just so fragmented in yeah. this society. It's like, hard. You can, you know, you can live a life that's like completely disconnected from like 90% of the population. Oh, yeah. Within, within the same country, if you really Definitely. want to. Definitely. So, I don't know. It's just funny how it works now. Alright, so that's pretty much it for God Mode Unlocked episode 22. Uh, we're going to do, let's see, we've got two more episodes this year, so I think we just decided we're going to do Game of the Year Awards in the very last one. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. So, uh, Just in case the spy who shrunk me surprises well, Yeah, everybody. we might be talking about that on next episode. It might surprise him. You know, it or it be, might win Game of the Year. Yeah, yeah. It be there. So we we, we got to give it a chance. You know what's a game that I hear should receive Game of the Year? Considerations, but won't anywhere was that <laughs> something? It's like the return of Obra Din or something what? like that. Oh, it's um, all these little games. It, you got to look it up. It's getting a lot of attention. It is an yeah. indie game. I think it's from the creator of. Uh, oh God, I don't. I want to say Gone Home, but I think I'm wrong. It's not Gone Home. It's something yeah. else. But I heard it's really, really different. You play a detective, and I guess this ship 
randomly shows up that's been missing for a long time uh-huh. and you gotta figure out what happened but the gameplay I hear is like like nothing it's you're a detective so it's not like an action game so what's what perspective is this played in first person or third person I think it's first but it's a stylized looking game I believe hmm. and it's it's more like a puzzle you know it's a detective game but yeah. I've heard it's really really good but anyway uh, I guess that's it Got one last yeah, episode going too well. I am buzzed off my balls. Yeah. <laughs> well, you had a lot of good quotes this episode. <laughs> what was that one? What did you say? Go ahead. You had several of them. <laughs>